0: To episode one hundred of the ever, we have put my teeth in forever Bristol City podcast. There you go. I hope the sound's okay, everybody, because we're doing it from uh, Potier Towers. Um, we are going to do these home games on a Sunday, but uh, I've got a family event to go to tomorrow. So um, Ian's joining me, and Eddie the dog may participate in the background. Anyway, episode one hundred. Not a bad day. The final score at Ashton Gate. Bristol City won. Blackburn Rovers won. Um, joining me, Ian. Ian, your uh, initial thoughts on the game. Just a brief encapsulation before we get into lineup and um, individual pieces of action.
1: I thought it, it was... I mean, you, you hear about the archetypal game of two abs, but really it was. I thought the first half we were very good uh, and everything we did everything we need to do to play well with the personnel that we've got. Uh, in the second half, we didn't. And we reverted to what we'd been doing at home for the last 16, 18 months. And uh, I was really, really disappointed. I don't know whether it was tactical changes that Blackburn made or our guys ran out of energy, but we just, or it was managerial instructions. If it was, you'll never ought to give that instruction again because a game that I think based on the first half, we should have won. Uh, we could have easily have lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ian, you were uh, getting some comments about you'd never have picked that starting lineup in uh, a million years. And I mean, what was it? Was it a three-five-two, a three-four-three? Three? I mean, you know, do we assume that De Silva and Palmer are definitely two of the players he doesn't want to? Uh, uh, feature again because they weren't even in the match day 18 but what was the shape of the side as you saw it and what did you think of its composition
1: it depended whether you were attacking or defending uh it morphed from a, a 3 5 two, which was the original setup to a 3 four, one 2 at times with smith going into the hole be, behind Wyman in martin um i don't think that jay da silva is one of the guys you want to leave out because he was down there he was uh, ready to go if anybody dropped out. But when you look at a subs bench, you think, right, what am I going to need to affect the game? You're basically, Pearson's gone into it with a goalkeeper, a right-sided, right-sided defender, uh, a left-sided central defender, a guy who could replace Calum Dowden and play on the left wing, or he can play left centre back, or he can play left back. So he was well covered in all those areas. He didn't need Jade Silver as well, and that enabled him to put other players on the bench who could affect the game. Bearing in mind, we've got three games in a week, and I think that's very important, particularly when you're looking at the younger lads. We're playing Stoke on Wednesday, and uh, it'd be handy if we can bring fresh legs in. So, for example, Masengo might start, uh, Semejo might start, Naki Wells might start. So, So you can freshen the team up without changing the shape completely
0: and yeah. looking at
1: it i i although i thought benarus played well and so did uh alex scott he's very disciplined and we've got to stop sides attacking us so heavily in wide areas and to be honest we did that quite well today um, yeah but I, on, I honestly think that uh if i was going to play that formation i i uh put O'Dowd and Semenyo as the wide players and then you can fill in be, behind that. And it may be, I mean, Rob Atkinson was another one on the bench, so he might come in for Zach Viner and the back three shift over. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, the shape was, when I saw the team, I scratched my head a bit and then, thought, well, I, then I tweeted out what I thought it was, and that's what it was. But they did move out of that during the game, particularly in the second half. The other problem in the second half was the gaps between the lines were far too big. So, so, the attack got detached from the midfield. Midfield got attacked, detached from the defence. And we let the Blackburn defenders pass the ball forward into midfield and didn't stop the midfield players. So, tactically, second half, we were absolutely dreadful.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I said to uh, a pal who was with me at the game, it was a very open game. And when you look, you, you know, you've got the likes of Canamo Dowda, Benaroos and Scott, three... Um, I'll call them attacking lighter weight players in there. I thought it was an open game, but you know, City were good value for that um, first half lead. I mean, on five minutes, uh, Alex Scott, he can take a free kick uh, and it was only a deflection. Well, it was a deflection, which uh, Kaminsky got uh, down to, but uh, you know, that that uh, goal when it came on the half hour, uh, it was well-deserved really, wasn't it?
1: It was. And, I would have had we gone in 2 0 up at halftime, I I think we'd have won the game because Mm. we didn't defend badly, but we just defended too deep and we lost out in midfield. We didn't win enough first and second balls, which in the first half we were. Uh, So, whilst you can, I wouldn't criticise a lot of the players directly because I thought they all put a really good shift in, but team structure and tactics in the second half. Now, whether that was down to, for example, Blackburn stopped the ball going out to O'Dowda, who in the first half was the main threat, and he had that fullback on toast. And we didn't make we didn't make enough of that. Ami said that their keeper made some saves. So, and and I can't remember apart from the goal, Dan Bentley having to do too much, which again points to the fact that as a unit we defended
0: better. Yeah. It's still twelve games though without a clean sheet now, isn't it? Which has got to give uh, cause, got to give cause for concern, hasn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, we're the, we're the team with the lowest clean sheets in the division. Mm. That tells you all you need to know.
0: Yeah. Would you have played um, Masengo ahead of Backinson because a couple of people have said already on the uh, text that Backinson's one of those that uh, they think uh, Pearson might want. Uh, out of the door, and uh, I thought he had a reasonable game. I heard, I think Chris Honor and uh, a couple of the guys talking on Radio Bristol that he tries too many worldy passes. But uh, would 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 an energetic Masengo have given a bit more support to the returning Joe Williams, who was excellent, I thought, and he could be excused for tiring in the second half, couldn't he? Yeah
1: would I would I have played him in, ahead mm. of him probably yeah. but I think Pearson was quite right to play Backinson because I thought Backinson had a good game today overall and he, mm. he, he faded defended and tackled a lot better because for the size of him he hasn't got that much of a tackle on him and, and he ought to be I think right from the start today we looked different in the first half first yeah. half was Martin smash that bloke to the ground you tried to uh, obstruct him I right? like yeah. think the referee spotted what was going on because they always do it from kickoffs. Yeah. You know, get the ball back to the furthest player and stand in the way of runners trying to get to him. Well normally Martin would swerve around that guy, but this time he shoulder charged him in the stress and and flying. Then uh one of their defenders or midfield players was trying to get into the back of I think it was Adam Scott and, and next thing Baker's there, bang. And I thought, right, okay, we 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 mean it today. Yeah, we were
0: more physical, weren't we? Just in general terms, yeah? yeah?
1: yeah we we meant it today so and that incurred, that got the crowd going and uh then i i think we won the ball better we press, we closed people down better we actually closed them down and tackled as opposed to ran a meter away and then stopped and let them do it second half particularly down the right hand side of our defense oh sorry the left hand side of our defense uh they seemed to find space out out wide and um They managed to get some balls in, but the the goal that they scored, whilst he struck it really well, it was an absolute howler from Callas. What he's trying to do, Eddie. Well, it was a diving uh, header
0: along the ground, wasn't it? When he should have just welled it it at that stage, yeah?
1: Yeah, he he had the time to stop the ball. If he didn't fancy belting it with his left foot, just stop the ball because no one was near him. Mm. Um, So it was a howler from an international defender. And without that, yeah, we would have probably won. I think on the balance of the game, I think a draw was a fair result.
0: Yeah. I mean, at Brereton Diaz, he's got 16 and he was a bit of a pantomime villain, but he's some player and he well, he rifled that uh, ball into the uh, roof of the net for the equaliser. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we did some of the shithousery ourselves in that game with the physicality, didn't we? I know Joe Williams sent him clattering once uh, late on in the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we looked at... It, we looked as though we wanted, we'd we have a bit of a scrap today, which is very unusual for us because, like I said, I criticised the team for months for being manby Um Fortunately, I think we got the strength of squad uh, to, to change the team, freshen it up so we can play with high energy a, against Stoke because we're going to need to because I think Stoke are a better side than Blackburn, albeit Blackburn were seventh in the league before um, we played the game today.
0: Yeah. And Stoker up there as well. I think they've won today, and I guess it's to our advantage that we've got the extra days' rest because we're playing Wednesday rather than Tuesday, and then we've got the extra days' rest as well because we're not playing until uh, until Sunday. I guess the, the best chance of um, the game to win it came after uh, six minutes. Good play by uh, Masenga. And again, that was one hell of a save by uh, Kaminsky from uh, Wells' header. I mean, I know you said a draw would have been a fair result, but it would have been nice to have got the extra two points to take a bit of pressure off, yeah?
1: Yeah, I was just basing my com- comments on the performance. So... You know, that old thing about first half, we were like Juventus, second half, we were like Frey Ventus. And <laughs> we, we we surrendered midfield.
0: And yeah. that
1: was how we have been playing. So what Pearson needs to do is get a video of the first half and a video of the second half, show that to the players and say, look, second half, no, big red line through it. First half, yes, tick. And, and, and I think I mean, one thing, Stoke have had their... Top striker, I think Simon Sturridge, got sent off in the 94th or ninety-first minute right. up there. And that today they beat, I think it's Peterborough, 2-0. And they scored one goal after three minutes and one goal after 94. Right. So, uh, you know, OK, they've got, they've got plenty of decent players. But uh, it does help him being out. It helps City a bit being out. And look, if, if we were to beat Soak, two points from two Four home points
0: games, from two home games is decent. Perfect. Well, yeah. four, four
1: points from any two games, and I'll yeah. take that from now to the end of the season. That'd or four brilliant. points
0: from three games, yeah. assuming we lost at Bramall Lane next Saturday. That's 1.2, 1.3 uh, points a yeah. game. We get that between now and the end of the season, and we're safe, because that's really success yeah, this season. Is finishing well, 20th or above, isn't it?
1: Well, I wouldn't say it was success. I would say... Relative
0: uh, to, you know, all the, the the crap that's been going on, I think it is, but yeah. The,
1: all, the ex, all the excuses are gone. I mean, we haven't got 21 players injured, even 10 players injured now. Although they seem to be falling like flies before the international break, mm. but there isn't another one of those for a while, I believe. So, no, not
0: until the end of March. Ian.
1: right, so we haven't got that little rest period again, um, and hopefully the games won't come as as thick and fast as they won't be Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. So. Um, I, I, with the the sort of season they've had, Sheffield United, I'd be going up there with a positive attitude and trying to win the game.
0: Yeah, I was chatting to a Sheffield United fan last week and uh, he said the reason why they're not doing so well, and I think they've got a 0-0 draw uh, against Coventry today, is that Jovanovic is trying to play a particular style of football, uh, but... The players are used to playing the uh, Chris Wilder uh, way. Uh, looking at the stats today, and 46-54 possession. I mean, it's interesting. At uh, half time, I think we had seven shots on uh, seven shots in total, one on target. Half time, uh, Blackburn had had no shots, no shots on target, and in the second half, eight shots and one on target for the goal. So that does show the uh, domination. I mean, let's go through, I don't want to give points, but let's just pick individual performances through the team. As you say, Bence really didn't have anything uh, to do of note today, did he?
1: Compared to what he he has done, for example, you take the game at uh, QPR, uh, where the website came out with a a really embarrassing tweet the next day, talking about how many saves he'd made, as if that was a good thing. Uh, No, he didn't. And, And that goes back to my point about how much better we defended, particularly in the wide areas in terms of letting their players get service. In the second half, because they got completely on top in midfield and we didn't win first and second balls, uh, then then those stats would have dropped. But as you say, if they've only had one shot on target in 90 minutes, you're not going to do much better than that, are you?
0: No. No, which makes a big improvement. Um, looking at the, as we said, a central back. I thought Zach Viner. He's got his critics. Lack of concentration is a big uh, uh, yeah thing that's levelled at him a lot. What? How did you rate yeah. Viner's performance today? And
1: if I was rating him, I'd probably give him a. Oh, I think I'd probably give him a six because he got caught out of position a few times, and sometimes his his, his passing was completely off. But that being said, it shouldn't be up to Zach Viner to play the ball through for our forwards. That's what your midfield players do. And I thought, first half, Williams made some really good switches out to O'Dowd on the left. And that looked like our most likely avenue to create a goal. Um, So, And I thought that was good because uh, young Scott linked up with him well. I thought Ben and, Ruth, see Scott and ben let's go, Well,
0: Let's go through the players individually from the back moving forward. I mean, Callas, we expect more from a central defender, uh, an international class defender, than what he did for that um, goal today. So, do you think, I think, do you think he will be kicking himself about that? Was it a lapse of concentration, an error of judgment, slightly different to a lapse of concentration? What do you think?
1: Yeah, It was an error of judgment. It's not something... I mean, how many times Thomas Callas has saved us since, yeah. since he's been here, I've lost count. But it, it was a stupid mistake. Heading you know, the ball that far off the ground is insane. Yeah, it's the sort of thing you expect Baker to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, but what do you think of the long throw? Because you know it slows the game down, and yeah. you know he very rarely clears the first man. Are, are we? Is this a, something that you're sick of seeing because it's so predictable? We've not got a key for more to get on the end of it, even if it does get in there. What, what are your thoughts on that long throw routine?
1: I I think it's something we need to keep doing because I, this is going to sound terrible, but I can't see us scoring many, uh, with the other way we play. We're, we're unlikely to get that many goals. First half, I thought it was better executed than it's been. And we seem to have them in a bit of trouble from it. Mm. And, uh, Second half, even a little bit then in the second half, I was hoping that Baker had flipped one on and Naki Wells has stick it in the net. But it's OK saying, well, don't do it, providing that when you throw the ball in, you find players in space, you pass it through midfield and you're playing through balls. And we're not that good at that. We were better in the first half, but we're not that great at that. So I suppose Pearson's playing percentages a little bit.
0: Yeah, we keep saying week in, week out, midfield, Midfield problem, problem, and mm. as I say, it Williams was without doubt the man of the match. A few people here on Red Robin said on here, and I, I think somebody else said it on the radio Bristol. Uh, yeah, as long as we can keep him on the pitch, you know, and you wince when he goes in for some tackles, but Williams for captain, good choice.
1: Well, I think if he's going to be the captain, he, he needs to play games. And that's only the second 90 minutes he's completed for us in 18 months of being here. Mm. So I go steady on that until he's we can see that he can play three games and we can recover. Yeah. Um, I thought he faded quite badly in the second half and he wasn't anywhere anywhere near as good as he was in the first.
0: And I that's know. fitness coming back from injury with lack of game. So you give him that excuse, yeah. which may and be a when cancer.
1: Masengo, when Masengo came on, Masengo took... A good five ten minutes to get up to the speed of the game.
0: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And um, sorry, I, sorry, sorry. Jumping back to the defence, um, he has his critics. What did you think of uh, Nathan Baker today? I thought he was. I thought he was solid. Put himself about a bit.
1: I would. I would put Baker uh, above Williams. Into if I was looking for a man of the match.
0: Would you? Yeah. Yeah. And as and as a do. skipper, maybe, or is he too injury prone as well? Well, I, th- I think Bakes Normally,
1: I think he's a bit quiet as a personality. I mean, Pearson called him the the gentle giant this week, didn't he? Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't want him to tackle me but, or fall on me like the, the lad that, that went off with a bad leg. Um, and that was in front of me. And I, it looked to me like he'd really twisted his knee. Um, but I think Bates played really well. I think he was the best out of the back out of the back three. And he was trying to pass the ball forward. If we could get people in space, and, and that seems to be the problem. Um, other, other sides drop off, and their midfield players allowed to get on the ball facing goal. Our players aren't in space, and they seem to. Second half, particularly, players who can play good football, Adam Scott, for example, would resort to whacking it. Yeah. And, and that isn't any good when you've got small forwards.
0: No, and we have got small forwards. Sorry, and I'm jumping. Yeah, yeah, I'm jumping around a bit. I had to go back to uh, Baker. We've talked about Williams. Um, what do you think of Alex Scott today? Featured well for the uh, under nineteen. Did you put in that free kick? He was playing. Was he playing in a wide right role that he got dragged off after half an hour in one home game recently? Out on that wing because some people said heard people talking as they walked into the ground that Scott and O'Dowda were like wing backs of a sort, yeah, and if you say they are, then, you know, you've got a light, well, the light, the midfield, then Benaroos, Williams and Backinson, you know, th- those three have got to hold it, and with Benarus being a little bloke, you know, you've, you've got two, I'll call them lightweight, or three lightweights, so of Benarus and Scott, is that what the problem is, yeah, what, you know, the, the, the composition of the midfield? And it got exposed because Williams' lack of fitness told in the last 20 minutes.
1: Well, there, there's a possibility of that, but you've got to look at, at what the players are. I mean, we've just said that we only conceded one shot on target today. Hmm. That, that's got to be a first for us. And I don't know how many shots they had off target, but if it's below 18-20, that's better as well.
0: Well, they had, they had eight shots in total today, so that's the lowest that any team has had against us for weeks.
1: Absolutely. Now, one of the problems we've had is that that we're one of the, we're the lowest side in the division, well, the highest side of the division, if you look at who concedes the most crosses into the box. Now, my view of the world is if you allow sides to pump the ball into the box against you, it doesn't matter how bad they are. Mm. Sooner or later, some bigger bird is going to get his head on it and score a goal. Yeah. Um or, or one of your defenders is gonna do what Calas did today. And and that that is what one of the things it causes that. Okay, it's a lack of judgment, but another thing it causes it is pressure. Whether that pressure is and to be honest, the second half, I wouldn't say it was one way traffic, but there was only one side that looked like they were gonna score, and that was Blackburn. Yeah. And and so I think if you look at it with all those I looked at the side before the game I thought, hang on, we've only got three defenders out there. You've got Viner Palace okay. and Baker.
0: That's it. That's what I, that's what I was saying. And it was,
1: yeah. And it, so, you basically, you're playing a very attacking 3-5-2. Yeah. Five, two. yeah. And, and that is really... And you would probably not play that team away from home. You you might. But away from home, you might, say, bring in Cam Pring as, you, as your left wing back. Move O'Dowder in one, and, but still use the width that those two can create. So, uh, OK, he's giving it a go the substitutions could have affected the game cuz the, the header that Nackie Wells put in the second half um the cross was actually from Masengo so if that had gone in that would have been a collector's item cuz it would have been a Masengo assist
0: yeah at first um, um, let's bring uh, mark mark's join us mark you're uh, i guess you've been driving home after the game so you're there can you hear us mark and welcome yeah, to yeah uh, well, welcome everybody to episode 100 of the uh, podcast mark hello podcast hello Hello. Yeah, no, he's not there. I he am says there. he's there, but he's not. He he's um, I'm here. Oh, you can hear, I can it. hear it. Right, oh, Go can on Mark. Give us, Mark. give us your views, on, you uh, views on the, on the, the, the substitutions season. that Ian was just about to uh, come in to uh, talk about. Mark, I thought. Speak. Um,
2: I thought. I thought Naki Wells looked sharp. He got the. He had a shot across the goal which drifted wide, but he got a great. Yeah. He got a good. He got a good header, but although it was too near Kaminsky uh, to really trouble him. Um, but I thought we finished finished the game well. Masengo looked looked busy, but as Ian said, he took a little while to get to get into the game. i certainly bring Masengo in on, on uh on Wednesday. I think the telling thing with City is that with the wing backs, Scott and Ian probably brought this up already, tired really early in the second half. So it didn't have any effect. And Blackburn's changed to a back four. I don't know whether that affected the game, but we had no width in the second half at all. Tyreek Backinson was rushing his passes and we mm. just didn't look as good going forwards we looked a bit a bit hurried not getting the ball into space but we showed so much guts and our, our blocking and tackling around the edge of the area and in midfield w- was great today and i think uh, we re- unfortunately we we could we should have won the game because Blackburn hardly, tr- hardly troubled us it was just that one mistake blotted at copybook
0: by by yeah by um... Uh Callas. Yeah. Um, we're talking about subs. Uh Ian, um I heard on Radio Bristol a couple of people said they expected a little bit more from uh, Semenyo. I mean, he runs around a lot. Um, what were your thoughts on him? He got 20 minutes and people excused him because they said, well, he's been off injured. Well, so is Joe Williams and he made a big impact. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think Semenyo's a uh, wide player. He's better wide right. He can play wide left. He's not a striker. And even when uh, it, it, when Martin went off, Andy Vyman, he, he went out to play wide right. And Andy volume went over to him. He said, no, I'll go wide right. You, you, you go down the middle. Now, whether they're out of these the structure from the sideline or whatever, but Semenyo, his best position is wide on the right or the left, not down the middle, uh, especially when we're playing hoofball. Which in the second half we did. Bentley started going long over and over and over again, and that is the fault of the midfield because the midfield should be demanding
0: the ball. Demanding it. You say it's the fault of the midfield. It's fault of the, they're told to play. So you get back to you get back to the tactics, you know, because that's the manager. He can say, "Hey, roll it out." I mean, look how we used to play three years ago. Uh, the Man City way because the ball would be rolled out and we'd take the ball out of defence. You know, we pack out his critics but he was very good at doing that, wasn't he? Instead of welling it all the time.
1: Well, he would but sometimes we'd get in trouble because Browning would go back there and decide to do it as well and they would get uh, picked off in front of their own team. But do you honestly think if we had Brian Tinian playing in midfield, we would have played like that in the second half because i do get No. Know. No. And no. No, that's, that's the issue. It's t- sometimes players have to take responsibility yeah and, and they have to say right i'm running this game give me the ball and okay if it goes wrong for him it goes wrong for him but at least they've taken responsibility
0: and joe and joe williams he did that quite a few times didn't he where he was always making himself available and playing sensibly uh, and everything i mean mark we've
1: uh, in, in, the fir- in the in the yeah
0: mark we've uh, we've talked about uh, Joe Williams uh, prior to you uh, uh, coming come into the the virtual studio what did you think of Joe today
2: I think he did he dictated the game in the first half um, he wasn't able to do that so we, we lost our whip completely in the second half i think you know williams loss of impact plus i think scott was so, was was playing on on his on, on, on a, a, from the edge of his box most of the second half so, and and we hardly got we already got O'Dowd into the game, but he defended well. He defended well in his own half, made some tackles, but I think it's the first 90 minutes he's played in about four games, and I think it's the only second 90 minutes he's played play for us. Uh, you know, since since he joined us, um, perhaps it would have been better putting yeah. Sengo on in his place, um, and we we'd have had a little bit of a bit of energy there. But th- I think it was a good it was a good good performance. Uh, considering you know his, his his fitness issues um if we can keep him fit we got a, we got a really good player there uh who can who can affect games yeah uh, backinson I think backinson yeah. off the ball as well in the second half and his passing was was poor uh sadly but we i think the team finished strongly and is a unit i think they've got a, a, they got a lot to be proud of today it was a good honest performance yeah. lots of lots of guts
0: well, we came back from Coventry, but that set the lowest of low bars. Um, Ian, what were your thoughts on the referee today? I thought it seemed at times the game was a bit like an old, an old style game where there was a few shoulder barges going on. Martin got battered a few times, and he handed some stuff out as well. What, what did you think of the ref this afternoon? Is he someone that we know? We've heard. I mean, for example,
1: he could have booked. I don't, I don't know who it was today, but uh, they always same. say with a good referee you, you don't know yeah him. and uh, okay, did he make mistakes yeah they all do but for example, when martin shoulder charged that guy, other referees you know would have would have booked the guy mm. uh, and he didn't and he let players a little bit of fifty fifty mm. and whatever he could have booked Baker when he fell on the lad and the lad's gone screaming with his knee
0: mm.
1: it was a complete accident I yeah. think Baker went out there to do yeah. him. But um, there are lots of times when he could have given something, but the referees have been told, stop giving the free kick for every time a bloke falls over. It's not a free kick. Yeah. So let games flow. And they all seem to report into that. And I think it, on the whole, it, it makes games more entertaining to watch. You know, you don't want to game. The, the football at this level is not great at times. And the worst thing you can do with a game like that is not let it flow.
0: Well, stop, start, stop, start. And it was interesting. Uh, This this week in the Premier League, I think they were saying the average amount of minutes that the ball is in play in a Premier League game is 54 minutes out of 90. And Aston Villa, the worst, is 47. And We were talking a few minutes ago about the uh, long throw. You know, the first 10 minutes of the game today, it wasn't really a flowing game, was it? It wasn't really a flowing game, was it?
2: You're asking Uh, me, David? uh, Oh, sorry.
1: No, it wasn't. I I think it it had to settle down. But most games games are like that. I mean, we started the first half a bit like we started the second. And I thought Blackburn looked a good side going forward. They had players who could run with the ball. They wanted to take us on. And we were still a little bit too easy to run through, for my liking. But when you've got the young lads in in midfield... they're they'll not, get, you know, they'll get, get stuck the in. They, I like the academy, academy, academy lads; they all get stuck in and in and try. It doesn't matter goal, if they're three foot tall; they will try goal, and, and get stuck in in tackle. But, but if you're going up against, against a bloke like Baker, benarus ben and and, and uh, Scott they ain't going to knock him over anytime time soon. Hmm. So it, it's that overall lack of physicality. In fact, if you go out of the back three and the keeper. I don't think we had an oh the only player he had over six foot tall was Backinson. And we just said that he's not he's no Jerry Gow, is he? Let's be honest, with his tackling. No, that's
0: uh, that's that's very true. Mark, what were your we thoughts? Mark, Mark, what were your we what were your we thoughts on the referee uh, today, Mark?
2: I think, in general, they like to keep keep the game the game flowing as much as possible. You know, they don't they, they uh, you know when there were some fouls, they let they let play carry on. And I think that was uh, that was good for good for the crowd. And um, I mean, we slowed down the, the game a lot, you know, when we with our throw ins and, and, and free kicks to try and take this thing out the game for Blackburn and, and Ian's right. The lack of, I thought the lack of physicality was going to make a real difference today. But it, it, it didn't, and um, because you know Blackburn weren't slinging the ball into the box to to, to Brereton Diaz, they wanted to, they wanted to play the ball to, ball to feet, they wanted to they wanted to play play through us, and I think that game was game was enough. That's good for the game. He got his cards yeah. out when he needed to. Yeah, but, but I think there was. Some good, as you put it, David Shithousery today from City. I think we really wanted a yeah. um, Blackburn out one way, and it was um, great to see Eamon hey, Bennett. Everybody's was, been saying on the text messages about the press conference
0: and Pearson, one term's macho yeah. BS, bullshit, but yeah, we know what that is, and Tres, Pearson's trying to make a point to Wells and Palmer and to Steve Lansdowne. This is Red Robin saying this, basically saying the squad is so crap, I've got to play um, kids. Uh, that press conference, um, you know, was it the right, right for him to come back and talk in the way that he did this week? It was a surprise to see him back because it came a Bolt out of the blue that he was even going to be back on Thursday, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the club made an announcement earlier in the week that he, he wouldn't play the Blackburn no. game. So I, I would say that I'm going to try something a minute, a minute, Dave, because, because I'm getting feedback. from yeah, the Speakers. It could be because I'm in the same room as you. So
2: can everybody yeah, still, I mean, still, hear still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people can. Feedback with every. Yeah, with you too. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So um, my. Why?
1: My my feeling about Pearson is I thought if we'd have lost today and then lost again Wednesday, he could have found himself out of a job. And I think while he was off with COVID uh, or recovering, I think Pearson had a long think. And I thought, right, well, if I don't get rid of these people, they're going to get rid of these players. They're going to get rid of me. And that's why he went more adventurous today. And they played in the first half like a team that had been terrible in, the, in in an earlier period of time, first half, you say. It was more like a second half because they came out of the traps and they were different. We closed down. We had a high press. And to, to play a high press, you've got to have players in the side that can run and they're fit. And that's what the young lads give you. And They might only be able to give you it for 60 minutes, but they absolutely do give you that high press but I think a a point that Mark made with the substitution when um, the little midfield player or wide player who got injured went off they brought a centre back on and switched to a back four after that they didn't get as exposed and and, and we didn't get O'Dowd on the ball at all or very rarely in the second half so you can chalk that one up to Tony Mowbray really and, and we didn't seem to have a counter for it
0: yeah yeah. Um, Mark, um, what did you uh, think of the content of Pearson's press conference and some players aren't going to be here? Um, that's pretty brave stuff when there's eight games to go between now and the transfer window. And if they're going to feature in the game, in any games, they're going to give 100 percent. But surprised to see Pearson's back, back. And what were your thoughts on that? on that press conference?
2: I think it's just exasperation and I think it's shared with with, with the fans. The, the problem is, of course, the buck stops with him. Um, you know, his results, however bad the players play, you know, he was instilling them the, the, the idea that they got to work, they got to give 100% uh, in every game. They certainly didn't do that against Coventry and were, were dictated to by 10 men in the second half, you know, had 60% possession. Today... They, they you know they, they put they left nothing on it. well. They, they probably left spent a bit too much energy in, 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 in the first in the first half um, but we looked like we, we look like the, uh, the you know the higher the higher placed side in the first half than, than Blackburn because we, we set about them it was a it was a confident performance but and, the, and I think the great thing today is although Blackburn scored that goal, we didn't will at all. Uh, it wasn't wave after wave of attack after that. Although Blackburn kept the ball well, they never really looked like creating a clear-cut chance to get to get a second goal. And I think that's got to be a positive going forward. The problem yeah. we got at home is we've only scored seven goals in uh, in nine league games now, which is which is awful. We've got to do something about that. But in the first half, we created chance after chance, and the think that that was great. Maybe only one on target, but we created those chances and we looked good.
0: Yeah, no, they certainly put their bodies on the line. You know, we're yeah. charging uh, shots down and everything. So uh, there's got to be some credit said there. Were you surprised that Pearson suddenly seemed to get like Lazarus and come off his sickbed and appear on uh, on that press conference uh, for the club on Thursday? Yeah, because we certainly didn't expect it. And the rumour mill, it put paid to a lot of stuff that had been said uh, in the preceding 10 days or so, didn't it? Yeah, weeks. I mean, with,
2: the, with with that with that daft rumor that went around, um, you know, uh, I think it was on the Monday, or Tuesday after the commentary game, we all thought he was gone, but it but it was it was a, it was a rumor, of course. I didn't really expect him to see him this side of Christmas. I thought he was, he, you know, he suffered a bad reaction, a COVID-related illness. I really didn't expect him back so soon. I wouldn't expect that he is a hundred percent, but I think he, he he thought he needed he needed to come back because the club's at a very low ebb. The fans want to see him by the side of the pitch, firing at the players, and he got a response today. Uh, I think that's a good thing but we do need to win on Wednesday now if you you know you get two back back games you you need to you know if you, do, you don't win the first one the position we're in we need to win that second game against the very useful Stokeside side on, on Wednesday well it's that's not going to be easy it's so, not going to be easy Sam Surrey's got sent, got himself yeah. sent off so that is a yeah hell mentioned, that we'll that. Need to put
0: mentioned that mentioned yeah, that earlier we'll yeah
2: need, <laughs> we'll, need to, we'll need to put that that lot of effort in but we we'll need to be sharper I think I would make a few
0: changes yeah Ian uh, um I thought Pearson was quite demonstrative when the players were being substituted. He was putting his arm around the players as they were coming on. He, he, he watched the game from the touchline, which we all think, you know, is important. I know there's mixed views on that. But, uh, do, do you, I mean, it's still seven wins in 32 or 33, depending on which way you look at it. Yeah, it, things have got to pick up. Because, you know, as you say, he was one, you know, he's three defeats in a row from being toast, yeah?
1: Yeah, he's got, a yeah. Lazy, he's got a lazy record since he walked through the door. There's no getting away from it. Um, and I think a lot still depends on the next two games. I, mean, I think some people have said, well, do you think when he made that, they did that press conference, part of it was directed at Lansdowne saying he'd need players in January. But he did say at the press conference, yeah, something like, I don't... I don't want to spend money we haven't got, uh, but I might have to bring my plans forward because he talked about six windows three years when he came in. I don't think he'll get six. And if it goes on like this, if this will be his last window. Uh, and I think it could still be... Uh, he could still be out before the January window comes because if Lansdowne is thinking of making a change, uh, or let's say the board, uh, they thinking of making a change. They have to give the guy a fair run at the January transfer window to bring his players into the team this old thing about oh well, it's not the manager's fault he's stuck with all these useless players now, you can't have it both ways, so you either say I'm going to change your manager and he's going to come in and and all the corny stuff, he's going to change the philosophy, the identity the da di da da but I, I haven't seen a dead cat bounce even under Nigel Pearson. No. We've played some decent games. Birmingham away last season. The second half, it swans. Who mm-hmm. was good. Uh, and then you think, right, we've turned the corner. Let's do this. And then it seems to be. It always seems to be one step forward, two steps back. Uh, and I think that it was a little. It wasn't ranty the press conference, but I think a few. I think a lot of people. I think they all know where they stand with him, but it's a matter of how much those guys will believe in him because if the results don't come round, you're only going to go on so long saying, well, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You, what The question you've got to ask is, "Why? okay, then fine. Why is it going to happen? What is going to make it happen? It's not like we're waiting for three quality players to come back who are injured. We're not. We've only got, what have we got, uh, four out now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kundy, uh King, James and Tan. Time. Now, with great respect to all those lads, Kundi's never played for us, but with great respect to all those lads, they're not going to come in and be game changer- changers. I mean, if you put, as somebody suggested on there, you put James in the midfield alongside Williams, would that make it better? Yeah, it would. No no, no doubt about it. Uh, but is it going to be so much better that we start winning games instead of losing them? Uh, no. No. I don't think it will be. So I'll, I'll be looking at that January window. We, we do need players through the door, assuming we haven't got any more injuries. We do need players through the door January the 1st, not
2: January the 31st. Yeah. That, um, means, we, that well, means we need we can't need can't the players lined be, uh,
0: up already. The because- a window, Mark, is, well, it's a month away. Uh, six weeks, even. Yeah. Um, You know, he doesn't seem to have an identity. We don't seem to have an identity. Um, identity. You know, do you Uh, think there's enough money in the pot, if there's any money at all, to change the side so that we see a side that has a Nigel Nigel Pearson identity? identity. Because as Ian has said, you know, we've not had the dead cat bounce. We've been good in a few games. We've been pretty damn awful in the majority. So you know what, what, where is he going to strengthen? Who, what, what one position? You know, would, would we be better off going out and spending a million quid on the Rotherham centre forward that keeps being mooted, or going out and paying Dwight Gale's wages of fifty grand a week on a loan for twenty weeks, and that would cost a million, and his goals might keep us up, assuming we are in a relegation battle. What do you think, Mark?
2: Well, I think we we have Nigel Pearson's got to break the habit, and he's got to bring in players on loan because I cannot see him recruiting players on permanent transfers because I just don't think they're available, uh, you know. And uh, I think it's got it's got to be loans. I think yeah. we need another right back, um, another central midfield player, and and a, and a striker. Um, so I think we def- you know we do definitely need we definitely need to, at least you know three players, ideally two. Two would be good, but there's got to be um, a backup for Chris Martin or a replacement for for Chris Martin. Somebody, somebody physical like a Michael Smith. Um, somebody, um, you know, who's right, a right back if we play a four because Vine, either Viner or Simpson or Tanner um, are, are, so, are solid enough to um, you know fill me with fill me with confidence. And with Williams' track records, the inability back into you know to, to play consistently, Matty James being the age he is, we need another central midfielder. So he's, there's going to have to be some wheeling and dealing. But those players are going to have to be lined up now. I mean, Mark Ashton used to go on about we were at several transfer windows in advance, but they they if you've got a good recruitment department, they must have they must have identified players that they want now. If it, they they might not be available, but they they. Like Ian said, we need those players on January the 1st. So they have to have targets now. Um, but we need to get the 25 points plus by the 23rd game. That's the thing because, you know, that's halfway to 50 then. Um, 50 being generally what it needs.
0: Enough to, to keep us up. up. But yeah. we could, again, you know, we're almost roll, um, we're almost rolling forward three games at a time because today, win happy days lose, problem. we got a draw. It's neither one thing nor the other. Yeah? Um, if we get to the beginning of Jan and we've got, I don't know, what are we on now? 20 points we're on now. And how many games between now and the transfer windows? It's about eight, I think, isn't it? Or seven. Seven games between now and the transfer window. Do you think how much he's allowed to spend, and I'll ask Mark first, and then I'll come to you, Ian, do you think how much he's allowed to spend will depend on how many points we've got Going into the new year, you first,
2: Mark. I'm, I think. I mean, we're de- we're desperate. I, I mean, I don't. know. I mean, if we got this, what what we got to spend is going to be is going to be very little. I think. What did we pay for Rob Atkinson? Was it a million? A million? A million? One point six, half? allegedly. One point 6. six. I don't think we're going to be you know have anywhere near near that to spend unless we trade players. And who have we who have we got who we got to trade? So. I just think it's it's gonna to have to be gonna to have to be lone gonna to have to be lone players, you know, free free lone players. I I just think it's gonna be very difficult to, to buy to buy players unless it's from it's from lower down, you take a big chance. Um, I don't know if there's anybody you know from 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 the Premier League or up in, or higher, you know, or, or, or a top Championship club who are going to going to part of any <laughs> part of anybody any good? Not that if anybody's going to be available, but I think he's got to be given money because we run a very big risk at the moment of getting dragged into uh, a, a relegation battle. I mean, Hull has shown a bit, a bit of form; they won games back to back now, so it's only five points.
0: Uh, yeah, we're five, five points so. off, off the relegation zone. Absolutely right. The
2: relegation. But if you can can show a bit of form now, it only needs a couple of wins and that transforms the whole picture. I mean, we're only nine nine points off of the playoff places. I'm not saying we're going to get near the playoff places (laughs) at all. I'm just showing the gap between us and sixth place, which is absolutely crazy, isn't it? Uh, considering a position where we're in, so yeah. we just got to scrimp and scrape. But yeah, money's got to be made available for, uh, for to, to Pearson in January, whether it's loans, getting players on a, on higher wages. Or you know, paying a million, you know, a million or two million for a couple of decent players and another one in on loan or three loans because we are we are desperate because you know we're we we resort to using young young players because they're the only players that he can trust. He can't trust the likes of Casey Palmer or Jacob <laughs> Silva, and that's yeah. a problem with a very small squad.
0: Yeah, and nobody's going to come beating a door, beating a path to our door for uh, Casey Palmer, uh, Ian, the uh, manager Nigel. He doesn't like loans, does he? So, you know, and he also, as to quote, doesn't like collecting players for the sake of it. So to have players that, if we've got no money to spend, we're not going to get anything really better than Chris Martin or Andy Vyman because they're million-pound players if somebody wanted to buy them off us, aren't they? Do, do you agree with that view?
1: No. Um, I, I think particularly in terms of loan, um... Tammy Abraham wasn't bad, was he? Uh, And we got him on loan. So you'd hope that Pearson or somebody else down there has got some contacts at clubs where they can go out. And uh, the point Mark made is a good one, that you don't wait until January and then think, right, who should we get? Those players should be lined up, bid for, deals done in December. Now that's whether they're loans or whether they're um, permanent signings. The, the permanent signing side of it, uh, first of all, I disagree with Mark that we need a right back. We've got three. And Tanner is going to be fit in two to three weeks' time. So why do we need another one? I mean, fair enough. If you get rid of Danny Simpson... We've got four, actually.
0: Because got...
1: If you could get rid of Danny Simpson, um, then OK, maybe if you can bring in a really good right back, great. But then what do you do with George Tanner? Because he's a bit... He's, he's a lot better than under-23 standard. And he isn't going to put up with we uh, with being in, in the under-23s, now he's had a taste of first-team action. So I don't think that. I think, as I said before, and people get fed up with it. We need a holding midfield player, and I'm seeing Khalifa say, We need a, create, a really good, consistent, creative midfield player. And I'm seeing Brian Tinian. And if we're going to keep playing like we did in the second half, particularly where we boot it, then you need somebody up front who can get hold of the ball and hold it and play players in, because we have got players that can play wide. We've got Semenyo, we've got Jana, we've got O'Dowda, And we have got midfield players like uh, Ben Arous and Scott who will run past the ball. But none of that works if you don't retain possession in uh, your final third. And we don't. I mean, sometimes today, Chris Martin's first touch absolutely deserted him. You know, you'd have a ball hitting his knee and going two yards. Well, you're not going to hang on to the ball in League One like that. So, and I'm not picking on Chris Martin because he wasn't the only one, but no, I I think you never know who who have, If I'd have said to you uh, a few years ago, right, we can go and get this bloke Ivan Tony from Peterborough, and he's going to cost us, I don't know, or so, any, you know, two or three million at the time, or you know yeah, when before, before I'm talking about before he went to Peterborough. I think he was uh, Newcastle. Yeah, he was a journeyman the, player. The he made I mean, right. To you're forth, right. didn't he? Well, we could have gone and got him, and if I have said that, he'd have gone, oh, well, you know, he's only, a, I mean, he's only Newcastle reserves, or it. what? What a great player he's turned out to be!" So, there are gems out there now. Whether we've got the wherewithal in our recruitment, I severely doubt. But in fairness, we found Atkinson. He's not a bad player. He's he's a long way from the finished article, but he's not a bad player, and he's. Got into the level fairly quickly. So's George Tanner, because George Tanner was a League Two player, let's not forget. So there are gems out there that you can get for absolutely very little money. Um, but you have to know where they are, and you have to have a decent scouting network. And that, hey, it may be abroad. We may be able to get somebody in on loan, some young kid from PSG or something. Yeah. But you'd want to know. But you, there has to be a strategy in place of what we're going to do. And that has to be, even if we can't get rid of anybody out the door. I mean,
0: it, and you, you, you and said two things said there, there two the, things the, the international market. market international and then you said about finding gems. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's some, you win, some you win, some you lose. And with money's tight, you know, to, to, to get an established player in from another championship side, you it's not the sort of money that we've got at our disposal, you know, and that, that is the fundamental problem because, you know, we don't want to, uh, you know, a, look what happened with Luke Donny and Liam Walsh. That was the dreaded transfer window of 2018. You know, they were meant to help us get over the line. And one was a premier league starlet midfielder. The other one was an international striker You know, you could get it wrong, couldn't you, big time? And the January window is notorious for badness, isn't it? Certainly, as far as this club is concerned.
1: Yeah, that's true. But you know, it's like saying, "Well, what happens if you don't do it?" You've got—I mean, uh, if if I'm if I'm Steve Lansdowne and I'm sat over in Guernsey and I'm thinking, I'm thinking two things at the moment. I'm thinking if Nigel, I'd be saying to Nigel Pearson, "What's your plan?" To keep us up and get us, let's say, halfway up the table. Mm-hmm. Let's say 12th. Let's not go overboard. What's your plan, Nigel? What are you going to do? Well, I want to sign. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Okay. Uh, and if I, if we get those three, assuming we get them, where do you think we can finish from where we are? And and how are you going to play them? Write down a, a team on a piece of paper and show me how they're going to play and what what we're going to do. Because if you're going to play a load of long ball stuff, then I'm not signing off uh, any forwards that are under six foot three because it's just a, it's a pointless exercise. Um, and, and, but if you're saying, well, no, we're going to play, oh, you know, i got this kid coming in in midfield and he's brilliant. i got a brilliant defensive midfield player. I'd want to see a plan. And uh, yeah, you, you can make ricks in the transfer market. But the point is, if you don't go in and you don't straighten particularly if we pick up a few injuries to key players, you go down and then in terms of ticket sales, television money, commercial stuff, you're out somewhere between eight to 11 million pounds. Now, how much is that going to cost you? Well, it's going to cost you eight to 11 million quid. And at the moment, we haven't got any... We, we, the, Bristol City have never had any money. Steve Lansdowne has, has got money and he keeps subsidizing us. So when the accounts comes out, come out, I think it will show people just how precarious our position could be um, without Steve Lansdown to be able to, in some ways that he's allowed to bail us out by putting 5 million quid in in cash or something like that. Now, Reading have just got a points deduction. It was six points, but they've got another six points hanging over their head if they don't adhere strictly to some uh, budgets that the EFL have agreed with them. In other words, if they don't hit the numbers... They get another six points taken off them, so they've got to be looking over their shoulder now. Okay, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a dichotomy that that happened the day that happened. To them, they went out and signed to yeah. Carroll, yeah. but um, and, and incidentally, that's unless he was coming here play when play and not on a lot of money. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him. I think he's a decent player, but he's another one that's never fit. Yeah. So you know, you've got. Steve, but Steve Lanzo is then going to look up and say, well, do I give that money to Nigel Pearson? Am I convinced by the plan that he's put in place and what he's going to do? Am I convinced? Because it's not Pearson's fault that we got... We're assuming Casey Palmer is one of the players. Incidentally, I don't think when he throwing people under the bus, I don't think Jada Silva was one of them. I just think the balance of the bench today... You said,
0: you said right you, at the top you, of
1: that. Yeah, you, add, you, you had right two right left-sided defenders on there. You don't need three. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and the other players are more versatile. So I think that's why he was on there.
0: Let's let Mark have a shout, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Um, Mark, um, do you think Nigel's got a plan? Do you think, you know, he, he knows... How he wants to play is his side always going to have Nick, um, Nick, Chris Martin and Andy Vyman in as a strike force because they seem to be immovable objects up there. Good in their own way, but you know, what 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 do you think? What 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 is the plan?
2: Well, I think that if if you look at it that way, things look a bit ragged because. It's the it's the co- head coach or the manager working with a recruitment department, his analysts and his uh, his coaches as one. It's a whole group of people working together, um, you know, to take to take the club forward, not just the manager. So I think there's a problem with recruitment. We recruited badly over the uh, summer, apart from part from Rob Atkinson. I think we wasted money on uh, on Andy King and re-signing Danny Simpson uh, was was a Crazy decision, so that's on him. But you know, with Sean, I think Sean Gil Hesby, I think uh, Ian, is it? Who's our recruitment guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and I think Pearson's um not wanting to bring in lone players has caused a problem so that's you know lots of other clubs have got hungry players there's good good, good lots of good young pre- premier League players around if uh who were available who were available in the last transfer window if we wanted to go for them and Pearson didn't want to bring lone players in he said we had enough players we had enough strikers we haven't that's that's on him so either they if they don't improve the recruitment, uh, and Pearson doesn't start changing his, you know, changing his ways in, in terms of the right, the right type of players to forge an identity. Then, it, you know, he's, he's, he's lost before he, he gets out the starting blocks. That's the problem. I, they, they can't be working together properly because if they are, uh, we just we just um, created another mess.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think as far as Richard Gould is concerned, I think we've got a damn good chief executive, but his football knowledge is probably less than. Everybody that is listening well, it's, to this podcast as we're we're doing it because he there's is no
2: director of football. Is there? No, there mean, isn't a
0: the director of football. You don't and Sean have to Gil- have
2: a director of football if if you've no. got somebody good, a good, a good recruiter. And you know, you know what we've we've shown so far under Pearson is we, we've re, we've recruited poorly. So no, I think he, that's a bit
0: harsh, Mark, because we've recruited well, poorly in Bob, some areas. Bob, because I mean, look, getting Nathan Baker, that was decent resigning well, yeah, I mean, Andy Vibe like, and it, those two at less money and yeah. Atkinson and Tanner so you know his record is no worse than we had under um uh Johnson and uh, Ashton and I have to say I was pleased for Lee because I like him less than I like uh well, I like him more than I detest Ashton if that makes sense Lee uh won that critical game in league one today 2-0 against Mark Ashton's uh Ipswich Town. So, uh, but there we go. But no, I mean it's um, yeah, the the the, the, um, the recruitment. Until we sign a sequence of decent players, is always uh, going to be open to question or how good it is. Um, guys, just to wrap up, I'll come to you first, Mark and then Ian to finish. Uh, Wednesday night, Stoke. The return of uh, Dean Holden because I think he's on the uh, the uh, Stoke City coaching staff, assistant to uh, Mike O'Neill. Uh, result, stroke score prediction for Wednesday night from you first, uh, Mark.
2: I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say we're going to win this game 2-1 if we can start with Naki Wells, Antoine Semenyo and, and Masengo. I think uh, I think we can we can win that game.
0: And, uh, Ian, your thoughts on um, uh, Stoke at home? No easy games in this division, uh, but your scoreline, result, prediction from you.
1: Well, on what I saw in the first half today, yeah, we could get a win. On what I saw in the second half, uh, regretfully, I, I think the best we could do is get a point.
0: There we go. OK, everybody, and Ian and Mark, uh, as always, thanks for your contribution uh, today. Episode 100, as uh Being on, thanks to uh, all the listeners and contributors uh, on there. Um, Yeah, it's it was okay today. Uh, It's just a shame. It was just a shame, really. That um, it was just a shame, really, today that we didn't get the much needed um, three points. But uh, as they say in football terms, we go again, and we'll be doing a review of Wednesday night's game against Stoke. We'll be doing a live podcast on. Thursday morning yeah at keep an eye out for that on Twitter when we're going to do it and then we haven't worked out what we're going to do next uh, Sunday uh, against Sheffield United because up at Bramall Lane as everybody now knows it's uh, 11, uh, 12.30 kickoff. off so uh, everybody thanks a lot for uh, listening to us tonight and every episode that's gone before it thanks a lot all the best thank you cheers. take care cheers guys